see the screen. And if I could just go ahead, I got to figure out how to do that. <laughs> when I set it up, I forgot to do that. So if I can get, um, um, I'm going to, oh, wait, if, I, I wonder if I hit stop video. If I hit stop video and we all go away, um, then yeah, come back. <laughs> all right, because here I go. All right, well, it's still there and we're still working. So welcome everybody. We're excited to ha have you out tonight. We're gonna talk about how to unlock the hidden business secrets to success in the Bible. Uh, this is Bible Business Academy and it's a new program. So we're excited to have it out and to be able to share it with you guys so that you can um, obtain the success that you desire. So here at Bible Business Academy, our focus is to bring to help you bring focus and direction to a whole new generation of entrepreneurs and help them find success in business and spirituality. It is safe to say that nearly everyone is seeking joy, peace, and more success in a more successful life. And they're not finding that in business. And so that's why we want to help them to be able to make that happen. So just ask yourself that question. Why do so few people create success in business and in life? And here's what I think it is, especially in business. A lot of people just focus on the money instead of serving or solving a problem. So ask yourself that question. Ask yourself, it, what, what is it that you focus on? Do you focus on, I got to get that paycheck, I got to get paid, I got to make that money, or hey, let me see if I can help someone solve their problem today. Let me see how I can make the difference in their life and be able to um, solve that problem. And I'm going to try to get my chat up here in, in case you guys are chatting with me because I can't see it. Um, let me see. So give me a second, y'all. And let's see if I can see the chat. Nope. Okay. Well, I can't see the chat. So if you're chatting now, save those questions. Just keep chatting and I will get that uh, tour. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. I might have it right here. Got it. Let's see. I thought I had the chat up. Okay. I got the chat up. Now I just need to move it out of the way. Um, everyone publicly save chat. All right. Well, I'm gonna have to minus it down. All right. Yeah, we're gonna have to learn Zoom a little bit more here. <laughs> so most people focus on money instead of serving or, or solving problems. So if you just know, if if you just do what I'm gonna share with you next, and if it's you do this for the rest of your business career, for the rest of everything that you do, it will be worth your time tonight. And some of you have, who have been around, you already know what I'm going to say. Work for God and not for people. Guess what, y'all? It's not about you. It's about the people that you will serve. And, and you know, as in Colossians 3.23, when they say work willingly at whatever you do as though you are working for the Lord rather than people. When you do that, I you know, I, I'll use myself as an example. When you do that, something just seems to change about you. Something just seems to change about all of the stuff that you're doing, all of the, you, you, you stop and you say, okay, how would this help someone? Am I impacting? You know, will, will God look at me and smile and say, you know, hey, good, good job, good job, my well, well done, my good and faithful servant. 
if you can focus on things like that and if you can if you can make that happen life will be so much better so here's what we do Bible Business Academy reveals success secrets from the Bible and proposes a new way to view and approach success, one based upon key concepts from the Bible that are actually surprisingly simple. A lot of people think it's complicated, but it really, really is simple. And that's what we share with you of how to make that happen. Now, what we do, what you have to do, you, it may be challenging, especially if you've never done it before, but the actual concepts of what we do and, and what you do are very, very simple. This webinar, especially for those seeking success in the realms of business and spirituality, it encourages you to realize the common mistakes made and how to come to terms with them and turn those mistakes into future victories. So if you're looking for some future victories and you're in the chat, just go ahead and put yes, amen, whatever you want to put in there. Let me know that that's something that you're looking for. Uh, Bible Business Academy is filled with solid advice for improved finances, spirituality, and peace. You'll discover a practical approach that aims to change not just the minds, but the actions. See, be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind so that your actions can change. But the actions of current and aspiring entrepreneurs, coaches, teachers, preachers, business owners, you know, anybody with a self-evident and a persuasive path, you know you want to do something, you know you want to go somewhere, you just need help getting there. That's what we're here for. So the very first thing that you want to do, guys, is you want to you want to be preparing in faith for a new business. And what does that mean? I'll tell you the story of Georgia. You may be like her. She's been creating Bible resources for her Sunday school for years. She loved getting to design the beautiful study pages. You know, that was exciting to her. And when the women's ministry leaders saw her work, she encouraged Georgia to begin selling her creations on Esty as digital products. Now, think about that. Some of you are probably like Georgia out there. You've, you know, maybe you've been baking cakes or uh, maybe you've been teaching or counseling or helping someone and, and someone says to you, you should sell that. Like, this is really, really good. So if that's you, then pay attention here. Georgia did some reading about Esty and how it worked and she preferably decided to give it a try. And so you notice uh, what she did. The same thing Nehemiah did. Whenever you're, you're looking at doing something, make sure you start it in prayer. And to her surprise, when she did that, she received her first sale within just a few hours of uploading a collection of worksheets. A funny story I always tell everyone when I first got started in the online industry. I took a 30-day class. I'd been an entrepreneur for about 25 years. And prior to that, I had, I had, you know, my line was, I am high touch, not high tech. So it was around day 27. And they said, you should start making money. And I'm like, what? This is not making sense. How am I going to make money? And so I went back through all of my material. I, that night I, I worked um, about 20 hours. The next day I literally pulled a 24 hour. About 10 o'clock the, the final day on the 30th, I um, 
got done, went upstairs, took a shower, came back downstairs and had $350 in my account. And I think my program at that time was like $27 or $37. So I was super excited because every sale that I had made prior to that, I was sitting, as we say, kneecap to kneecap, belly button to belly button to someone. So to be able to make a sale without, you know, being there and to have it happen online. I was like, I am all in on this because all I saw was the ability to impact more people without me being present on that. So here's what happened with Georgia. When she made those sales, she, so what she did was upload more of her digital products because if it worked, you keep doing it, right? And filling her shop with resources for those in the women's ministry. She started making good money. And two months later, when her husband lost her job they were still able to pay the bills thanks to her business so guys you can start a business out part-time you can start it by accident you never know how god's going to send that to you so just remain open looking back georgia sees god's provision through the ministry through the ministry suggestions. Few things are scarier. I, you know, I get it. It's scarier than starting a new business. And even though, you know, even though you're, you're going through biblical principles of doing that, and we're all at a different stage. So it could be scary to get something started. Many business owners do fail within their first three years of business and um, startlingly a high number experienced debt and bankruptcy. And that's not something we want you to have. Have. So we teach you because the Bible talks so much about not getting in debt, not being in debt. So we want to show you how to build a business without that happening. But before we even get there, we want to talk to you about the mindset and how to prepare for a, a new business. But just as God led the Israelites through the wilderness, he can lead you through starting a new business venture. I think this will be a lot easier. Here are four signs that God is calling you to a new business. Sign number one, you can get the idea out of your head. In the chat, let me know what business ideas or what you keep thinking about, what's in your head. Like, what is it that you keep thinking about that you're like, man, I can't get this out of my head. I want to do this. Or you've been thinking about it for years or you get all of these different ideas in your head and you're like, I don't know which one to go with. Sign number two could be you're passionate about serving. Maybe you're helping, you know, like she was helping people within the women's ministry and putting stuff together. Maybe you make t-shirts for people. Maybe you cook dinner. Maybe you bake cakes. If that's you and you're passionate about doing that, then that could turn into a business. And also sign number three, you're getting great feedback. Have you ever had that feedback where people say, man, that fried chicken you made was just amazing. I really, really loved it. Or you know what, when you sat down with me the other day and you helped me um, with some stuff that I was going through, it really impacted me and I appreciate that. Or when you help my kid with their homework, you, they were, they got an A and then they, they were able to get this scholarship. See, all of those things are the feedback that you want to pay attention to because it may not even have been the business that you thought you were going to start. It could be something completely new. And then the other thing, guys, is you know the timing is right. You, When you look at what you're going through in life, you know that you're not where you want to be. You know if you keep doing what you've been doing, you're going to keep getting what you've been getting. And it just seems like, you know, if not now, when? 
when am I going to get that started? So it is the, definitely the right time to make that happen. So if you have one of these experiences or one or many of these experiences, that could be a sign that God is calling you to a new business. So you want to look for that. So if you answer yes, guess what? You're in the right place at the right time. So if you don't already have a pen and paper, I want you to grab that, remove all distractions, and let's get that idea from your head and heart and put it on paper because that's exactly where you want to start at. When you think of, you know, uh, I, I can't think of the, the scripture, but it, it, it's a scripture that says, you know, who of you would start a business without a plan and, and without writing it down? This is what you want to do. You want to always show up to any trainees that you're at with it, with a pen and a paper and be ready to take notes. Today, you're going to finally discover what skill God has for you. In Exodus 35, 35, he said he has filled them with skill to do every sort of work done by an engraver or by a designer or by an embroiderer in blue and purple and scarlet yarns and fine twine linen or by a, we a weaver by any sort of workman or skilled designer. So maybe you're not the engraver, but whatever skill you had, whatever gift you have, comes from God. So you have to recognize that. And some of the ways that you're recognizing those skills are by some of the things that we talked about a few minutes ago and that we're going to talk about. So guys, I have so many people say, but I'm just, you know, as soon as they start with, I'm just a bricklayer. Is that for me? Absolutely. Do you know if you ever decided to start a school around your local community teaching people the skill of bricklaying, do you know the amount of lives that you can change? Do you know the amount of people who can't afford or don't want to go to college that you can help them with a skill or trade and you can set that up? You, you know, maybe you're a stay-at-home dad and they're other stay-at-home dads that maybe thought, oh, well, this shouldn't be for me. I should be the man out there and working and not the stay-at-home dad. Maybe you can start a community of helping other stay-at-home dads understand why it's important to, to have that role and to enjoy that role and the, the you two working together as partners. Maybe you're a dancer, maybe you're an MLM banker. Uh, you could be a tax advisor, insurance agent, a financial advisor. So you can, you can have a hobby and you can turn it into a business. There's a lady that's online that makes um, corsets. And those are those things that they used to use back in the day that sucks your stomach in. So she literally helps people make those around the world and makes about 30 to 40 grand a month doing that. There's someone else online who teaches people how to jump rope. And just simply by teaching them how to jump rope with those lessons, they're making over a million dollars doing that. So you never know where your gift is but is right there in front of you. And so a lot of times people try to look beyond 
what they're doing every single day that they miss the message. So go back to when I said, are people constantly complimenting you? Are people talking about how you are helping them? Those are signs that you want to pay attention to and we wanna show you how to do that. So when you wanna discover your God-given business ideas, here's some of the things that you wanna think about. Take a screenshot of this. What business ideas can you not stop thinking about? That's what we just talked about. What is it? List them all down. If you have more than one on your paper right now, list them down. If you want to share any of those in the comments, go ahead and, and share those in the, in, in the comments in the notes section. Are you passionate about serving people? Maybe you're that person who um, you like to bake because it's something you can do by yourself, but if somebody wants to learn how to do it, you don't mind hopping on a video and showing them what you're doing or how you're doing it, you know, or do you simply want to make money? You got to ask yourself that question, or do you, are you that person who want to just put together a recipe and just send it to people and say, here's the recipe, you can figure out how to do it. You have to be honest with you, know where you're at, know who you are so that you can create the best business for yourself. Number three, have you been sharing your creations with family and friends? How often do they see what you do? If, they, if they're looking for you know, that handyman in the area, in the neighborhood, are they calling on you? What feedback are you hearing? See, all of these things you need to always be aware of so that you can determine what level of success that you can create by taking your hobby or something you do without even thinking about it and turning that into a business. And then once you decide that there's ways inside of the class that we show you if that's a valid business idea, because some of the stuff that you have, even though you're thinking of, it may not be the right time for that business. Maybe there's something else that you'll start with. And speaking of timing, that's the next thing that you look at is the timing right. You know, maybe if you just had a newborn baby, the timing is not right. Maybe if uh, you just started a new job or you started school, maybe the timing is not right. But if everything is right, you know that you spend maybe three, four, six hours scrolling through Facebook or on TV, then yes, the timing could be right for you. You just have to realign that and have you prayed over it. And everything you do, you never cease praying. So you always want to start out with a prayer. And some of the answers you get could be through an ad coming through talking about what you were just thinking about doing. Someone reaching out to you, uh, a promotion coming up. You want to start being aware of these things that you're thinking about so that you can decide, is this the business God is calling me to do? And who have you asked to pray, uh, pray with you to consider this new adventure? Always partner up with someone. Always say to someone, you know, I'm thinking about doing something. Can you pray, can you pray for me? Can you pray with me? And that is something that you always want to make happen for yourself. Now, there's conversations you're it's just going to be between you and God that we definitely understand that. But when you're getting ready to make a decision that's going to be a public decision anyway, get your, get your spouse 
else, get your best friend, get somebody who is in alignment, someone who's already told you that you're doing great, who's giving you great feedback, have them pray with you. Because you know, when two or more join together, great things happen. So you definitely want to utilize this. So if you're looking at creating an online course and you're looking at that for a biblical principle, it is one of the best models out there that's, you know, forever. 100% of the profit goes to you. That's one reason why a lot of people decide to get into the educational business. It's a $350 billion industry. And especially in the situations and times that we're going through now, people are turning to online to get their information to, to learn more because they're stuck at home. And then because now it's going to become a, a habit for them. You don't have to build a big team that, you know, eventually you do want a team so it can take away your time so you can do the things that you want. There's virtually zero risk. All you're doing is sharing what you used to do for free anyway. Think about it. If a lot of you teach or counsel or help people, it's something you probably have already been doing. You never even thought about the money. You were helping people and you were doing that for free. And it's an incredible impact on other people's lives. That's the online course business. So if that's you, this is what you want to consider. Or maybe you're thinking of a product. Maybe you have this product idea that you've been, um, you know, toying around with, or you want to do some drop shipping or something that has to do with being a product. Now, if it's for a product, Doing it online is the best business model ever. And you're probably like, well, Kathy, how can both of them be the best business model? Because it depends on the person who wants to do it. A person who wants to do a product may not be as excited about training and doing an educational business and vice versa. The difference between a product and information is a product, you're going to only have about 45% profit that goes back to you. So all of these things you should know up front, you still don't have to build a big team because you can do some drop shipping, you can get that you can pre sell things before you even have to buy it, it is low risk when you do it that way. And you also still get the opportunity to impact others. So as I'm going through this, what skills have God given you? What are some of the things that he has put in your heart or some of the things that people have talked to you about, told you you're good at, and you want to turn those into a product, a program, an online course. It can even be something offline. Um, Bible Business Academy, once everything is over, it will be an offline building where you'll see Bible Business Academy, where people can literally come in and learn business skill, marketing skills, sales skills, all of that top with using, you know, we're bringing, uh, we're bringing God back into the schools, right? If they don't do it, I created my own. That's how you have to look at that. So whatever he has put on you to do, you can do it. So the next thing that you want to decide is who is God calling you to serve? Because not like if I, if I have the idea hey, yeah, so I want to do this training and I want to do it all in Spanish then I know that I'm just probably making that up in my head because I, besides taking four years of, 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 of Spanish in school, I know very few, few words like si, senor, you know, television. Those are the only things I pretty much remember or how to count uno, dos, tres, cuatro. So 
I know that that wouldn't be my target audience to have a class in Spanish and so that I'm helping that demographic. So you got to look at what you're coming up with now. Could I hire, so like in Bible Business Academy, once I get the idea that he planted inside of me, I can then take that idea and, and hire someone who does speak Spanish so that we can expand out and have this business in different languages. That's something that we can definitely happen, but it comes later in the process. And I share that with you because I don't want you to get you know, overwhelmed with, I have to have the perfect business, the perfect ideal. No, you start and then you build upon it. Most entrepreneurs have between 15 to 20 businesses. So we never know which one is going to take off, but you want to get started. And we want you to start with the one that's the easiest and the simplest that will produce a profit. So then you can take that money and start building it into other businesses. So you got to ask yourself who naturally gravitates towards you. You know, is it young people, old people, uh, rich people, poor people, men, women, like who naturally gravitates towards you? We never, we never say, you know, discriminate, but when you're choosing your audience, that is the time to be very specific about an audience that you're going to serve because the way you speak to them, the message, even think about how Jesus spoke to people when he was delivering his message message to people, he would, he would, and his um, disciples said, you know, you know, teacher, why do you say different things to the crowd than you say to us? And he went to explain because the knowledge that you have is completely different from the knowledge that they have. So I have to speak to them in general terms and I have to speak to you a different way. This is why if you're helping young teens, um, no, choose a career and they're between the ages of 16 and 24, that's a totally different conversation than if you're helping someone who's ready to retire, let's just say a single mom ready to retire, how to transition into the empty nest and being able to have money for the future living alone. Two totally different conversations two totally different niches. So you wanna know who is gravitating towards you. And also you wanna understand you may see overlap. So like the overlap that you may see in that, we call it the 80-20 rule. You pick 80% of your people may fit into your ideal market and your ideal business and what you do. And then that 20% are people who are just going to come anyway. They just want to see it. And maybe because they it wasn't, it wasn't for them, but I, I know a guy, I'll give you an example. I know a guy who does online um, coaching and he always uses like uh, sports and fights and, you know, just masculine stuff to advertise. Well, it was something that, you know, because I love sports. So that attracted me, but the majority of his people were all men. So that's an overlap. And though another way you can look at an overlap is like I uh, mentioned, if somebody wants to uh, learn the skills that we teach in Spanish, but I'm not prepared yet to help them, that can be an overlap as well. So I can also 
hire someone to do that. Or I can say coming soon, we're going to be doing that. Or if it's a different part of the business and maybe at the beginning, all you want to do is teach one part, but it also involves another part, all of that will eventually happen. So overlap is okay. And, and guys, don't be afraid of a new business. Don't be afraid to do something different than what you do at your full-time job. Don't be afraid to do something different of what you do if you're volunteering. Because there could be something else that, it, that works for you. Like myself, I have been an entrepreneur offline for 25 years. Um, although I taught, I used to teach and train financial advisors. I owned a daycare center. So in some avenue, I was always teaching, training, and helping people. And I, I'm like, ah, you know what? I've always had a brick and mortar. How is this working from home thing going to be? And I literally fell in love with it. It cut down all the costs and the expenses of running a brick and mortar. I didn't have to leave my house in the wintertime. And so like when a lot of people are panicking about what's happening now, I'm like, hey, I've been doing this for the last couple of years. So never be afraid to start something. Just try it. If you don't like it, I like I tell the kids with food, try it. If you don't like it, you can spit it out. <laughs> try the new business. If you don't like it, you can stop doing it. This is why entrepreneurs have between 15 to 20 businesses that they've started. And sometimes they get lucky up front or blessed up front. They find the one that's the right one. And sometimes that never happens. And that's okay either way. So always, always too, guys, avoid business envy. And, and you know, you, sometimes you'll sit and you'll look at someone and you'll be like, well, dang, how they always get in success? Why they do this? I'm, you know, that's probably why, because you're worried about what they're doing instead of worrying about what you're doing. What's for you is for you. You got to understand that and know that God put something in them for you to enjoy. That's, you know, maybe they can sing it. I always joke and say in my next lifetime, I'm going to come back and become a singer. Well, that's not a gift that he gave me. If you guys have ever heard me singing, but he gave other people that gift so that I can have enjoyment from it. So you want to change the way you think about things instead of thinking like, why don't I have what they have? You want to say, man, isn't that a blessing that God chose them to do this? And he thought of even enough of me that I can enjoy it. So that's how you have to look at it. If they have a business that's successful, you can say, man, that's so exciting that somebody lived out their dreams and that they're doing what they're doing. You know, maybe I can go to them and get some tips. Successful people don't mind sharing tips. So avoid business envy. It will stop you from moving forward. Here's some things you want to consider. What naturally gravitates towards you? Who do you love helping? Small things, but big, 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 big when it comes to having success. Why is that huge? Because when you find out what's gravitating towards you and, what it, and how do you love helping people, you will work to serve, you will work to solve problems instead of working to get a paycheck. It's kind of like people, you know, working on a job that they hate so that they can just get that paycheck every two weeks so that it can pay the bills. They live a miserable life. 
you don't want to have a miserable business. You want to have peace in what you do because that's what God is about. It's about peace. And when you lead with love and, and, and when you lead with serving, you will have peace as you're building it because it's not going to always be you know, you're not gonna, it's not gonna always be easy. You're gonna have trials and you're gonna have tribulations, but the when you have peace and you love what you're doing, you handle it differently. And that's just like people say, if you're having challenges, go help someone else. And that's how you can look at your business. Even you can even help a couple people for free. You know, get started and help them out. Number two, do you see potential overlap in your tribe? Could you see yourself serving more than one audience? We just talked about that, you know, maybe it's that that young crowd who's trying to get a career, or it could be that older person who's ready to retire, but don't have enough money and they also need a, a career. So that could be an overlap. Have you ever been called to serve another business owner? Has anyone, like I know I just reached out to someone um, yesterday, I believe it was, because I knew that they had a train, they worked for a company and they did their training program. And so I want to take all of our trainings and have someone professionally go through and put them all together and, you know, fix up my language in there. And so I'm either going to have them doing it. I'm interviewing a couple people so that, you know, so when you're looking at other business owner, maybe someone will call you. I just got off a long training that I was on today. It was uh, about eight, nine hours where I'm learning more stuff so that I can help some more people. So, cause you always want to be a student and when you're called to do something I had a friend who just um, opened up an auto business auto mechanic business in the car wash and he asked me to help with their marketing so those are things that people will start calling and asking you questions about my nephew just texted me today well he called when I was about to start this and say, hey, I got a business idea. Like I'm always getting those phone calls. Hey, I got this business idea. Hey, I was thinking about this. Hey, can you help me with this? That's what you want to look for. That's when you know you have a niche. And if you were ever tempted to uh, envy another business owner, stop it and stop it now. But ask yourself what prompted that emotion. Why are you jealous? And, and, and one of the things that I want you to really, really dig deep in, a lot of jealousy and envy comes from your desire to want to prove something to someone. And normally that someone that people want to prove something to is, you know, their parents who said, you'll never amount to be anything, or that spouse that said, yeah, without me, you'll never make it, or that brother or that sister or that coworker or that boss who fought, you know, who fired you. Those are the reasons why those emotions will sometimes come up, but I want you to be aware of that. I want you to be aware of that emotion and that feeling and acknowledge it, and then just simply pray and say, okay, God, take this out of me because I don't want to have jealousy and envy in me. I want to celebrate. I want to celebrate other people because I know that you, what you have for me and the path that you have for me, you already had that and it has nothing to do with that. And you can't bring blessings into your life with having that type of envy in you. So when you're looking at what you want to do, again, I'm going to ask you, where are you gifted at? Can you sing? Can you bake a cake? Can you do great 
jump roping? Are you amazing at cleaning a house? Um, are you amazing at teaching people? Who's been complimenting you? Get a notebook and start writing these things down. You, you can even ask a bunch of your friends or family members, hey, I'm thinking about starting a new business. Uh, what, what, what do you think I'm good at? Get other people's opinion. You can send that through email as well and find out what brings you joy. What makes you excited? What can you do all day long without even feeling like you're working? I, you know, as I was sitting here in my training today, because I, I'm sitting down, I do trainings and I go to seminars. I've been doing that for literally about 25, 30 years. So I love learning, but I love teaching even more because I, I found myself, you know, like twitching because I'm not used to just sitting there taking in, taking in, taking in, even though I love doing that. But when I'm teaching, I'm training and I'm helping someone or I'm studying, I'm reading and I'm putting together stuff so that I can help people. It brings me joy. It brings me excitement. So you got to figure out what is it that brings you excitement? What is it that brings you joy? And what have you done in the past that you're just so excited about? Uh, you know, I was listening to, I think it was Joyce Myers, and she was talking about one of her friends said, to her, oh, don't you just love cooking? Don't you just love cleaning? She's like, no, no, I love somebody cooking for me and I love somebody cleaning for me. But that friend loved doing that. That wasn't something she loved doing. So you got to look at what is it that you love doing and how often can you get that done and can you turn that into a business? So just remember this, you're special. You are special. You were uniquely made the way God wanted you to be made. We were talking about this in one of our classes with the forehead, the nose, the ears, the mouth, the color, the gender, uh, the height, however he made you, the mindset, the brain, all of that he made you in a specific way. So as you seek to figure out where you're gifted and what God is calling you to do towards your business, it's normal for you to experience doubt. It is normal. Okay, the devil is always looking there to see and let me put doubt in you. And you just got to learn to say, get behind me. Like, I'm not going to let you put doubt in me when I know that that's not what God wants me to have. And that's what I call those faith formations. If you have, that's an affirmation, but it's a scripture. It's a faith formation. Have those, have those with you at all times that you utilize. I say them every morning, every night, throughout the day. It's always constant in my head anytime a doubt comes in and no matter where you're at you're always going to have that but they don't have to stay there you can have that thought but you don't have to keep that thought you might worry that you're not truly gifted or be concerned that your gifts aren't as good as someone else's man do you know how many people who can sing like crazy they can sing so good but they never got that opportunity to to um to become a star because they didn't believe in themselves because they didn't think they were good enough or they never made that business happen or utilized that skill or talent because they were just constantly beating themselves up, putting themselves down, um, finding reasons why they shouldn't instead of reasons why they could. 
Don't let that be you. That is the exact opposite of what God is saying to you. You know, through him, all things are possible, but it starts with faith. After you have that faith, you have to have that, that work to go along with it. And then that's why he says, just, you know, seek counsel with the ones who have many, many counsels. Those are the ones who win. Those are the ones who have success. This is why I'm always on trainees. I'm always reading. I'm always listening. I don't let, lean in my own understanding of things. you always want to look at, look for other things. And, and God made you exactly how he wanted you to be. He created you and he uniquely gifted you to fulfill his purpose for your life. And if you can remember that what he is doing is using you to fulfill his purpose, you can't get mad at that because it's not about you again. It's about fulfilling his purpose. So just start saying to yourself, God, am I doing what you want me to do? Am I fulfilling your purpose? You know, it is that person that, you know, maybe you had that envy with or that jealousy. They're fulfilling your purpose. And so how amazing is that? So, at, you know, in Psalms 139, here's what David proclaim. He said, for you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. So what if you just use that as your affirmation every single day? You wake up and say, I know you created me the way you wanted me to be created even when I was in my mother's womb, even before I got there. And so I know you made me fearfully and wonderfully and I am good enough. That's what you have to say because you created me in your image exactly like you wanted me to be. That's what you have to look at. And man, how can you say that and be sad at the same time? You just can't, you can't make that happen. So let me ask you this. How would you answer these questions? Knowing what we just talked about, knowing that you have good gifts inside of you, how would you answer these questions? Where are you gifted? I'm gonna give you a few seconds to write that down. Where are you gifted? And if you wanna share, if you wanna share that, in the comment section, feel free to do that. What do people compliment you on? What attributes to those compliments reveal, what, what do they reveal about you to yourself? Based on what they said, based on knowing that God made you in his image and you are wonderfully and fearfully made, what does that say about you? What does that reveal to you? What brings you joy? Like what gets you excited? What can you do that you look up at the clock and like, oh my God, I can't believe this much time has passed by. You just lost hours not even thinking about it. Have you ever served at work or at church or in your neighborhood or volunteered or did anything? Was it a good fit for you or was it not a good fit? Did you like it? Did you dislike it? This is how you come up with the business idea. 
And these are the best business ideas because it's something that's coming from your heart and something that you were gifted with. As they say, natural, you know, like some of the athletes, LeBron has this natural, you, you got talent, you can learn, but he had this natural gifted ability. Uh, you know, Michael Jordan, they say Michael Jordan got actually cut when he was in high school for uh, basketball, but LeBron James, at the, he just went all the way through. Both of them had talent, but the talent was a little different. Look at where you serve people at work or at church and what you've done and look at what happened. Which tasks were an amazing fit for you and what did you enjoy most about them? I'm sure you guys are coming up with some great ideas. Now, the next thing that we're going to talk about, since you have your business idea, if you have it and you want to share your idea in the chat, feel free to go ahead and put that in the chat. Here's step number two. What sacrifices are you willing to make for your new business? You cannot start a business without sacrifice. You can't. It's just like you, if you decide to go back to school and, um, and you've been out of school for a while, it's going to take a sacrifice. If you decide you want to have a child, it's going to take a sacrifice. If you decide you're going to retire, it's going to take a sacrifice. If you decide you're going to downgrade your house, it's going to take a sacrifice. So what sacrifice will you make for your new business? Starting a new business typically means that you'll have to make some of these sacrifices that we're talking about. Some of them may feel big, some of them may feel small. I mean, like think of the sacrifice that God made. He gave his only son for us. That's a huge sacrifice to have to make, right? Depending on your current lifestyle and what type of business that you want to start, you're going to have to make a sacrifice. We talk about that in the class. We have a 30-day academy that some people are in now. And you know, one of the guys said, I didn't realize it would take this much time. Anything you do, a business takes time, especially depending on the level that you want to work it at. And this is why this is the number one sacrifice we're going to talk about. Time. It is the most obvious and it's the most overlooked. You only get 24 hours of it. You only have 160 hours of the week. Once it's gone, it's never coming back. That's why uh, God tells us not to worry about yesterday. We can't change that. Don't look back. When she looked back, she turned into salt, faded away. This is why a lot of people never get to where they want to go because they're constantly looking back. They're constantly talking about what happened in high school or they're constantly talking about the success that they used to have or the business that they used to have or the person that they used to be or how much they used to weigh. Anytime you feel yourself saying that I used to, that means that you're not utilizing the time that you currently have. These are signs that you are allowing life to take control of you instead of you taking control and doing what God called you to do. Yes, you will need to create more of it uh, time in your schedule. So that means that you want to sit down. Uh, we have an accountability sheet that will help you block out. I call it time blocking by each, you know, nine, six to nine, nine to noon, 12, uh, 12 to one, uh, three, three to six, six to nine again. 
And then nine to, to midnight, you can block out each of those three hours and you pre-plan this. This is what high performers do. This is what successful people do. You don't leave anything to chance. Now you leave, a, you, you have faith in it, but just like the word says, any faith without works is dead. You show me someone who says they have faith and I'll show you my, faith, my uh, works by my faith. So part of that is planning, making sure you have the right time. And you, you, whenever you're planning, you don't just want to just put a bunch of stuff on your planner. On our accountability sheet, I give you three. And then of the three, I say, which one must you get done today? And then you set your schedule for that day. As I'm running my businesses, I have a schedule. Just like if I was working a job, I have a time I start and a time I end. Um, maybe there's a few times that I'll need to put in overtime because I have a project that's due that I need to get done. But for the most part, I follow my schedule and I get done what I need to get done. And I take what's most important and I put it at the beginning of the day and I get it done because life happens. You never know what might come up. So that's what you want to do as well. And instead of, uh, you know, when you rank your priorities and you're looking at that, you want to remove priorities that don't rank as high as the ones that you need to do in order to make you, to help you to grow your business. That's why we always say, what's the one thing? What's the one thing? If you, if you, if you even do this, if you get in the habit of writing down three things every single night before you go to bed, and then in the morning when you wake up and you look at that and you say, what's the one thing of this list of three must I get done? And if you find yourself constantly moving things to the next day, then ask yourself, is that thing really important? Because what happens when you start doing that, you start to think, oh man, I can't get nothing done. Nothing is ever working out for me. And it's not that, it's just that you're not prioritizing the most important things that you must do next. So let me give you Cheryl's example. Cheryl looked over her daily schedule. She, she had typical things on there like her morning run, prayer time with her husband, work projects, household chores, and even cuddle time with the kids. She knew her top priority. See, her top priority was her husband and her kids. That means, and, and this means that our prayer time with him and even cuddling with the kids is non-negotiable. You must have non-negotiable times. My mom is 86 years of age and she loves to shop on Fridays. Every Friday around 12 o'clock, I go pick her up. So between 12 to six, that time is non-negotiable. I can't see anyone do anything because it's non-negotiable. Why? It's something that's important to me to make sure that I give her that time that she needs, take her to do what she wants to do so that I can spend, so I don't I literally go shopping with her. They go in the store most of the time I'm in the car, but it's just the ride there, the ride back. We stop, we get ice cream, we laugh, we have fun. Um, I talk about them being in the store all the time and they talk about me working all the time. So it all works out together. 
what's non-negotiable in your life. And, and, you know, but there are a couple of work projects that she could ask for an extension on. There are certain things that she know is not as important as other things. And she also talked with her husband when she decided to get into business to distribute the household chores differently than what they were used to doing. So if you're starting a new business, you may have to talk to other people. You may have to get, you know, clean a cleaning person to come in. Uh, you know, I have a lady who comes in and clean my house because I don't have time to do that um, all the time because I'm very particular about stuff like that. So what did I do? I went and hired someone to do it. So what he did is he handled those during the weeknights so that she can work on her business while she would tackle them on the weekends. And like Cheryl, you probably need to work with your spouse, your family members to make sure all the important things still get done. See, things still need to get done when you pre-plan, some people say, I remember a couple people building a business and they're like, I can't build business and do the dishes at the same time. Yet, no, you can't. But if you pre-plan that, you can still get it all done. It doesn't mean you have to be the one to do it. So remember that when you're starting your business, take that time to thank also the people who are serving you and helping you to realize this dream. Sometimes we can take that for granted, even the smallest things. You know, maybe you get home from work, from your business or you've been working all day, they, they bring their plate to you, they draw your water or they, you know, rub your feet. I don't care what it is, just say thank you. Get in the habit of saying thank you. If someone picks up your kids or they, whatever they do, just always constantly give thanks out there to people who help you to realize your dream. Something that's overlooked by a lot of people, but very, very important. The next sacrifice is money. Some businesses require investments to get started. Some you don't have to have investments. And that's especially true for online businesses where you may only need a domain in the early stages of building your business. Um, however, some require a substantial investment. If you have a spouse, you wanna make sure you talk this over with them before you move forward. Treat your spouse like you would an investor. That's a big mistake that most people make. They, you know, they have, honey, I'm gonna do this. Here, we're gonna get rich this time. And then they're like, yeah, here we go again. What are you gonna do? You're gonna spend all of our money. Instead of going to them like an investor and literally presenting the idea to them. So instead of telling them what you what's gonna happen, present it as if they're an investor. Focus on showing them the benefits of your business and be realistic about the cost that's involved. That would be no different than you guys making a decision on where you're gonna live at uh, or what you're gonna buy or what car you're gonna buy. You have to make those type of decisions, not off of emotions, but off of concrete facts. And that's how you should look at your business as well when you're looking to start one or grow one. Your spouse may pepper you with questions. They may ask you a ton of questions and don't get defensive about that. They're supposed to ask you a question. Imagine you go to the banker or the investor and you're like, hey, I wanna start this business. And they 
they ask you questions, you wouldn't get mad at them. Why are you asking me all these questions? I told you I want to do that. You never believe in me. All of these emotions start coming out. No, they have legitimate questions. So you as that business owner, remove your emotions and sit down and literally start answering those questions and be prepared and ready for them to come to you. And you may even resent some of them. You know, is this making sense? Has anybody had anybody who just start asking them a whole bunch of questions and you're like, why are you asking me all these questions? And you start thinking, why are you thinking that? Because you don't believe in me. Uh, you, you don't think it's right for me. No, because they just want to know. They don't know what you know. So don't assume something. You want to ask them and realize that they might even just be trying to be supportive and you know they don't know they have to ask questions in order to make that happen whenever we're selling something or i'm teaching salespeople, i always say be a consultant and so when you're you're going to your spouse or your partner or your family members you want to remember that that's a consulting time you want to be the doctor who asks a ton of questions or or the the intake person who asks a ton of questions and know that that's what the people that you're about to share your dream your vision because that wasn't given to them it was given to you so god didn't put you know maybe he he may even confuse their mind so that they will ask you a bunch of questions to see if you're ready because maybe you'll fly off the hook and be like he's like no you ain't ready yet we, we gotta get we, we, we gotta take you through some more stuff just work together so that you guys can come up with a plan B, a plan A, and so that everybody feels comfortable. A lot of people don't do this. And this is why a lot of businesses fail as well, because partners don't work together. So when you have a partner or you have someone that's helping you, or maybe you're single or you got a roommate or whatever the case is, conversate with people have conversations in the book of ecclesiastic 4 and 9 it explains the value of partnership two are better than one this is not only because two people are more productive as a team you know even you know when adam was here guys like hey i need to get you a partner and he put Eve out here, but also because someone is there to help during troubled times. Someone is also there to help you during the exciting times. For if one fall, then the other one can be there to lift you up. But if you didn't go into this the right way in the beginning, how can you get that help and support? Because you went into it like, this is my idea. I don't care if you want it or not. I'm going to do it the way I want to do it. And you never want to do anything. All of that does is cause confusion. And we know God is not the author of confusion. Here is sacrifice number three, guys. Pride. Pride comes before what? <laughs> It comes before what? Comes before the fall. When it comes to starting a, new a business, there's probably a lot you don't know. And yeah, you may be skilled. Yes, you may understand um, how to do the task that you've been doing without even thinking about it. But when it comes to running the business, did you do, do you understand bookkeeping? Do you understand the local business laws and permits? Do you know how to protect your business with the right insurance? Do you know how to get customers on demand? Do you know how to build sales and marketing funnels? Do you know how to create a funnel and a website or run ads or do follow-up campaigns or back-end systems or make it all work together? There's 
a lot of things that people don't think about. I hear that all the time in our class, like, man, I never even thought that I even needed to think about that. This is why you want to, to, to relax and always be open to receive and always be open to learn. A new business is very humbling. It can be a humbling experience. And often Christian entrepreneurs and you know, just people in general, they jump into business because they're excited and they don't realize all the stuff that's required to start a business. And when they start to realize the sacrifices, the time, the pride, the money, and all of that that's involved, they're like, man, this is way too much. I, hey, I can't even do this. And we want to help you not get there. When you're feeling that way, because you, you know, hey, he ain't done with us yet, right? There's always room for growth. Ask him for wisdom, wisdom and discernment at that time. Once you do that, bring in people who can help you achieve the goals for your business. You know, uh, maybe that means hiring a business coach. Maybe it means getting a lawyer. Maybe it means you you want to find some, you know, that lawyer that specializes in setting up the LLC or doing different things like that for you. Or, or you need someone to help you with marketing and with sales. Don't be afraid to reach out and to get others involved. That's one of the biggest challenges that a lot of people face, especially during now times, they, they think because they ask for help is a sign of weakness. They got to be like, you know, it's like asking for that direction, right? Or, or you're like, I know how to get there. Like, that's just pride. That's just, it's, it just doesn't make sense not to get help and get there and get it done quicker. I, I had that syndrome when I first came online because I had been successful offline. I'm like, oh yeah, I got this. It's just business. But there was so much that I didn't know. See, I was more focused on the sales side um, chasing people, getting them to do business because we were on the phone and I would always make the phone calls. But when you're online and you're marketing and you learn that you don't have to chase people, people will literally raise their hand because you're providing value and information to them is a much easier way of doing it. And so then you got to take all of the all of the, the systems and you got to put them in place and run them in a particular way. You know, like they, there's a, a way to do things. And that's why you want to, uh, if you want to grow your business and you want to grow in leaps and bounds, you got to invite other people into your ecosystem and to your business so that you can get the help that you need so that you can get it done quicker. And the other thing you got to do is sacrifice. Sacrifice can be a good thing. Um, every new adventure requires sacrifice. If you're looking to lose weight, you got to sacrifice the food that you normally eat. You got to sacrifice the TV and you got to go work out. Everything you do requires sacrifice. And if you think your sacrifice is too much, just ask yourself, what, 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 did, what did God sacrifice? So if you think you can top that, then you can say something. But if you can't, then you got to realize, okay. I don't have to give up a child. I don't have to give up someone I love. I just got to give up something that my flesh is telling me that I need. Some of these sacrifices may be easy to spot and easy to give up, but some of them may not be so simple. Some of them could be something as uh, your way or the highway. Some can be as 
you know what well, I'm all I'm used to doing things this way well I've always done it this way well I've always operated like this these are the things that we're talking about today that stop people from winning so I know this is probably different than what you're accustomed to when you're tuning into a training about getting a business started but this what I'm, I'm sharing with you today will make you or break you when it comes to business. And we want you to win. We want you to have success. He says in, this, in these moments, it can be helpful to remember that God has called you to this business. We just determined that. He has gifted you with the abilities to do it and he will strengthen you along the way. That's why it's important for you to sit down and really self-examine and figure out, are you walking in your calling? Are you doing things that you love to do? Is there joy when you're doing it? Um, does it make you feel good? All of these things will let you know that this is something that's for you. I didn't say it was going to be easy because he wouldn't say that he will strengthen you along the way. If it was all going to be easy, there would be no reason to strengthen you. So you're going to go through things. You're going to be disappointed. You're going to have setbacks. You're going to have things not go the way you want them to go, but how do you handle it when you're in that situation? And that's when you want to call on God to strengthen you. Take heart from Paul's words in Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthened me. So when you're feeling weak, when you're feeling like you can't go, when you know you got to pay that last bill or the money is low and the time isn't there and the understanding on your spouse side because your walk is not the same or your friends or your family, just go to him. He will strengthen you through this. So here's something else you want to consider. What do you have on your to-do list? We're recapping. What are your non-negotiable priorities? Do you need to invest in your business? Is that something that you're going to have to do? Have you brought your spouse on board with your new business or your partner or your, your family or friends or people who need to be a part of this? What new things are you learning in your business? Keep a journal of these things. What, what didn't you know when you started that you now know that you need a checklist of because you're going to eventually have to get better at these things or hire someone who is better at them than you are. These are all the things that you want to consider and, and write down and just ask yourself, why are you starting this business? As you begin your business, it's easy to let the excitement carry you carry you until in, in like, ah, uh, I can do anything like you're floating until something happens. It's still new and everything feels like a great adventure in the beginning. It's fun, you know, like if you're picking out the colors of your website and you're decorating or you're decorating your office or you're decorating your business. You know, I remember when we were putting together so many different offices uh, that was the easy part. When we opened up our daycare center, that was the easy part. Going and buying stuff, picking it out, setting it all up. That's always the easy part. It's the easy part going to pick out that car, picking the color that you want or picking that outfit. Like everything that you pick out, you choose, you put together, that can be the easy part. 
The hard part comes when you have to do the day-to-day, -day, when you have to deal with the people, when people are calling off, when people say they're going to buy, they don't buy, when no one shows up you know, to your trainings and the things that you have to do. What are you going to do in those moments when you go to sell something and, and or you go to do a live and nothing's working or the pro the um, product that you have, you ordered it and, and it's on back delay and people are asking for refunds. See those, that's where a business comes in at. It's not just setting it up, getting a pretty display, but it's all that stuff behind that gets people out. And then when that happens, all that enthusiasm, it fades away and it goes away. And they're like, I, I wasn't even looking for all of this. You'll face things like difficult clients, unsupportive spouse, cranky customers, money issues, and an overwhelming to-do list that just never seems to go away. It can feel like a bit more like, like hey, I, I, didn't, I, I didn't sign up for this. I've been off more than I could chew. I, I don't know if this is for me. And you might be wondering if you made that right decision. In this moment, guys, here's what you want to do. You want to pause and you want to remember why did you get started in the first place? You're not going to like every aspect of your business. You're not going to like everything that you do. Maybe you got started to give your kids a better life. Maybe you got started because you had a ministry you wanted to find. Maybe you got started because you wanted to get your spouse out of a job that they hated. Maybe you got started because you wanted to use this business to fund another business. Maybe you got started because you you have a you know a parent who was barely making it and you wanted to give them money. Maybe you got started because you you have a kid that you want to put through school. Like you got to remember all of those things when you're going through the, the the tribulations that you're going to go through and just remember you're never long yeah you, you will always have God with you if no one else is there for you he will always be there whatever the reason remember that you're not just working for your customers or clients you are working for the Lord Colossians 3 23 says work willingly at whatever you do as though you were working for the Lord rather than for people. And when you work willingly, like there's a reason why they put the word willingly in, in the Bible, right? That's the reason why God said this word needs to be in here and whatever translation you get, because it's not something that he wants to force us. He gave us free will. He's not trying to force you to do anything, but if you can just get through the pain to get to your purpose and to live out your purpose in life and to, to overcome everything that's in front of you, man, can you imagine the prize that you're going to get? It's like kind of getting to heaven, right? All the stuff that you may have to go through to get there, but can you imagine that day when you're there and, you know, life is just like, there's no more problems, there's no more challenges. There eventually, it eventually happens in your businesses as you build them and you will grow to that level. So you want to always remember those things. So make sure you have a checklist together of everything that you need to do so that you can prepare in faith. Prepare. It's important. Preparing for a new business 
once you do that, once you write everything out, once you have checklists in place, it is not as overwhelming as it may seem. In fact, that's when it can become fun and easy to follow step-by-step -step decisions that you can make each day. And what you don't get done, you can carry it out to the next day and start that next day with what's the most important thing that I have to get started. And um, through all of this, guys, make sure you constantly pray for wisdom. As you consider your new business, ask the Holy Spirit to show you what to do and how to move forward. Make a list of your gift. Understand how God has gifted you and, and, and what you need what you need so that you could be helpful, so that it could be helpful in building your business. Think about your why. Constantly keep your why on your mind. Why is this business dear to your heart? What about it, it excites you? Define your sweet spot. Know what you love to do. Know why you love to do that. And this is the area where the people that you're serving and the people that you're helping, they will function best. They, they like you will literally help them. I remember when I first got started online. And they told me I had to go live. I didn't want to go live. I'm not a speaker. It wasn't comfortable for me. As a matter of fact, on my very first one, I was so nervous. Tears were coming out of my eyes uh, because I was like just nervous. Same thing when I spoke on stage. But after I started doing it every single day, I don't even think about it anymore. And I love doing it because people say, hey, you know that live that you did, it helped me with this. And it's just an energy that you get when you're sharing and you're serving and you're helping people, it gets you excited to go back to learn some more so you can share some more because you know you can help some more. So something that I didn't even know was my sweet spot that I didn't even know. And people are like, what you? Yeah, like I'm that quiet person. I'd rather be sitting in the corner and behind the scenes. But I didn't realize that this was something that I enjoyed doing and I love doing until I just made myself go do what one of my counsels told me I needed to do. And had I not listened and been obedient, it would have never gotten me to where I'm at today. Consider uh, what who consider who gravitates towards you, who naturally shows up in your life again and again and again. When you start paying attention to those things, you're going to start building your business even better. And, and again, determine if there's overlap in your audience. Is God calling you to serve two tribes at one time? What's the common thing? Which one are you going to start with? Where are you at? And thank God for what you have. And to prevent envy and bitterness from creeping in your heart, always, always thank God and, and, and know that he is preparing you for something greater. The last thing that I'm going to share with you is to make space for your business. You want to look at your space in, in a budget. Like when I got started here, I had to get lights that I normally didn't have. I, I got about like five lights around me that I normally wouldn't have in the office. You want to know what the margin is for that budget. I had to know like for advertising what that budget was for ordering supplies, all of those things you have to consider. Write out a list of those priority. What's the most important thing to you? What's the least? You don't have to do it all in one day. Examine your to-do list every single day. Are there items that you need to remove 
so that you can make space for your business to grow? Are there, you know, maybe instead of you, if you were doing carpooling, maybe you didn't have to pick up the kids, you can get someone else to do it. Uh, maybe you don't have to clean the house, you can hire someone to do it. And hold your, your, your space sacred, where if you were working at your office in your house, make that your office space so that it's just like a job when you walk into there, your mindset is focused on what you're doing in that particular space that you have. And there should be certain times of the day that when you're when you're there that that's your your workspace your if you have kids they should know that this is your workspace this is the time that you work you can even put a sign on the door i i had you know my nephews and stuff you stand with me and i would say okay my when my door is locked i'm on the live don't interrupt me so you can let people know things like that so that you can build your business. And when you create that workspace, it could be anywhere. It could be a little table. So don't get caught up that you have to have a, a separate room. It could be the kitchen table, at, you know, when it's not dinner time. It could be your home office. It could be a coffee shop, wherever you're at. Just create that workspace. Put your hours down that you're going to work and schedule it so that it becomes a habit and focus on showing up during those times. But be realistic about the expectations you have and be willing to adjust along the way. It's starting a business is stressful enough without you putting these extra stresses on, on, on top of you. So just make sure that you're flexible to, um, to change if it needs to be changed and reach out to people for help. Consider your work area, uh, the areas where you can these areas where you may have to get others to help you bring in your spouse, ask your spouse for support uh, that you need as you launch your business, create a prayer team. That's important. If possible, put together a special group of people who will intercede for you during these times. I mean, that's something that most entrepreneurs don't even think about. Like, but yeah, if you're doing something, get a prayer team to, to pray over your business. And like, how amazing is that? Have a plan B in place. Make sure your spouse knows what to do or who to contact if there's a sudden crisis. Delegate task out. You can't do everything. Realize this. You can't and you you don't want to do everything. Get good at one thing. Get good at one thing, making that happen. Hire everything else out, especially when you're starting a new business. A lot of people like, oh yeah, see, they're the master. How does that saying go? They, they know how to do everything, but they don't know how to do anything. You don't want to be that person. You want to make successful people focus on one thing until they get it done. What's the most important thing that you need to do in your business? When it comes to online, marketing and sales is the most important thing. So I can you know, hire out a bunch of other things that I don't have to do, but marketing and sales is something that I know as a business owner with the goals that I have is something that I must do. I have to be the, doing that constantly every single day. And um Put together that budget and know, even if you can't afford to hire the people, just keep making notes about things you don't like doing. You need to hire someone to do that. You can get, you can get uh, people, hire people all around the world for three, $5 an hour, uh, or you can hire someone locally, or you can get people to volunteer. People who are new in their field and they want to learn, they don't mind helping you. They'll work for free. It's just like an internship. Fine. You can find 
college students who want to do an internship. So always be, be creative. Entrepreneurs are creative. And then constantly ask for feedback. And, and, and if you need help, find you a trusted business mentor a spiritual and a spiritual advisor, do both, and someone that you trust who can help you out and just go boldly for it. He said, have I not commanded you? Be strong and be courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. You got to believe that with everything in you. You don't have to fear moving forward when you're starting a new business. God is with you. He will provide for you. He will give you everything that you need and he will strengthen your faith. So guys, if you would like, if you know that you have a business idea and you want to get that going, but you don't really know how to make that happen, I'm gonna invite you right now to join our Bible Business Academy to help you implement these strategies. And I'm actually going to turn my video on now so you guys know I'm here. So I wanna invite you all in to that, to join our 30-day academy, go to biblebusinessacademy.com. What you wanna do is click on the link to register for the academy, choose the agenda, the product or the program or the online course, check your email for immediate access to that. And then every single morning from 11, to um, at 11 a.m. It's usually for about an hour. We're on there with live training and live help to help you get your business started and going. Now, if you have questions and maybe you're that person who have already attended that class or you've already got a business started, you can also go to my Calendarly link. It's calendarly.com, call Kathy. Um, backslash business academy. I will shorten that, y'all. But there will be a short application that's going to ask you a few questions about your business or your business ideas so that I can review them because we do have a next level up class for people who are already in business and maybe they've been in business for a while, but they're looking to take that up to the next level. Complete those questions that's there. Choose the best date and time for you to call. If you don't see dates on there, um, just check back the next day because the way I have it set up is only a rolling two days that are available at a time on there. And I don't do appointments on Fridays. Why? Because I said my mom, non-negotiable, that's her time. I give it to her. So you won't even see, you might not even see any for next week. So make sure you check back on Monday or um, book those tonight. Choose the best date and time. And after you do that, the confirmation page will give you instructions on how to be prepared for the call. On that call, what we're going to do is I'm going to listen to what you have, where you're at with your business, or if you're new starting out and you have questions, you can still make that, um, schedule that appointment so we can identify the problem, what's stopping you to getting to where you want to go and answer any questions that you may have and how we can help you. What you should expect on that call, guys, is that we will show you what it would look like for us to work together. Um, you then decide if you want to become one of the students of Bible Business Academy, whether it's in the 30-day or in the advanced level course that we have. And there's no pressure either way. You know, our goal when you leave that conversation, I always like to leave people better off um, 
when they, you know, leave than when they showed up. So we're going to definitely give you a few tips that you can immediately start using, whether you get involved in our Bible Business Academy or not. So go here to book your call at calendarly.com backslash call Kathy at biblebusinessacademy.com. Don't worry, you'll get an email with a follow-up um, whether you caught this here during the live or the ones who registered for it. So again, my name is Kathy McReynolds, founder of Bible Business Academy. So what I've done here is we've created a business and a learning center where people who understand the importance of putting God first can build a business with purpose. That's the important part of this. And you can create profits and you can use biblical principles to get that done. So again, if you're ready to get your dream business or maybe it's your first business or your uh, uh, the next business started and you want to do that and you want to implement the biblical principles just like I just talked about throughout this training right here, I invite you to go join our 30-day academy. You just go to biblebusinessacademy.com, biblebusinessacademy.com, click on the link, get registered for the academy, Choose the agenda, whether you want a product or you want the program, you'll see two agendas there just to give you an idea what you're going to experience and then check your um, email, you'll have immediate access to that program has already been pre-recorded. So you'll have direct access to it, but you can also, you'll also be able to hop on a live call with us every Monday through Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for additional training and help. That comes with any purchase that you have. But if you're that one, who has questions or you just need some more clarity, make sure you go to calendar.com, call Kathy uh, forward slash at biblebusinessacademy.com. Complete that short application on there. Answer the questions so that we get a better idea so that we can review them before we get on that call with you. Complete all the questions and choose the best date and time for that call. Again, guys, I mentioned that on Fridays, I don't hold these calls. I personally do these calls as we're building this new program here. I wanna personally talk to you so I know what's happening out there and how we can help more people. Uh, the confirmation page is gonna give you instructions on everything that you need to do to be prepared for that call. 